Okay, everyone, welcome to the first episode of Freedom Cast. This is a podcast where we will freely talk about how to be, get, and remain free. I am your host, Stephanie, aka Lilac Calandra. And today on the inaugural episode, I have an amazing woman with me. I have Rach the Great. Say hey, Ray. Hey, everybody. How are you? What's going on, Steph? Hey, what's going on? So um, just let us know who you are, please. Um, what you do, what you got going on. Um, so everybody, I am Rach the Great. So I'm a life coach and radio personality, uh, as well as a member of the Seek. And uh, being a believer seeking after Christ, I have, you know, bumped into Stephanie <laughs> in this path. Uh, head, butt, fist, bump, whatever you want to call it, whatever, however you want to refer to it. So I am just honored and grateful that I am here um, to be able to, you know, to share with you and have this discussion. Like this is, this is your calling. So I'm just Amen. glad to see you fulfill it and be here. So yeah. Amen. Amen. This is awesome. You know, um, we've been talking many times. We have many conversations, but it's like, you know, to just talk about freedom, what it means to be free. We need, we need that. And um, exactly, we need to just talk about the real things that are going on sometimes um, in and outside of the church. We gloss over things or put things under the rug, but this is our time just to put everything on the table and really get that freedom. So um, the topic today is going to be um, why are people I'm afraid to walk in their freedom or to accept freedom. So I'm just going to. Why get are people afraid to walk in their freedom or to accept their freedom? That is a weighty subject. Let's, well, let's wait it up. Let's, let's do it. it. <laughs> what are your thoughts on freedom and what that, because certain people, I feel like, struggle with that concept the concept of freedom. So what do you think of when you think freedom? You know, so I was thinking about this. It's like, you know, be, beyond it being defined in the dictionary, you know, as um, release or free, uh, you know, freeing yourself from something. Liberation. Liberation. Some type of thing. Yeah. You know, um, you can be, you can escape. I mean, there's a lot of different ways to define freedom. Um, but I think just in dealing with us as uh, humans, some people are really afraid to be free because they've been bound up for so long. Um, some people are afraid to know what it looks like to actually um, live a free life. I mean, freeing your mind, freeing your body, freeing your soul, freeing your workplace, you know what I mean? So that that could mean, you know, someone needs to launch a business and they're afraid to be free to do that, you know, because you're like, what am I going to do for money? Or um, It's so funny because you just said the word three times because it's very simple as to why people do not walk in their freedom. Yeah. And it is fear, right? Because I'm afraid to, I'm afraid to, I'm afraid to. So you can't have freedom without faith. And faith is not actually faith if you're fearful, right? So it's the three Fs, it's the battle of the Fs. The <laughs> faith of the Fs. versus fear to get to freedom. Oh, that's great. Oh, that a preach, right? <laughs> that a preach. I just, okay. We could do this. We could do something with that. The battle of the Fs. 
Stop playing with me. Start I mean, writing my dissertation right now. Write it out because I feel like when you start talking about it, it goes in so many different avenues. It's like, okay, freedom in which way? Or because if something needs to be freed, then it's bound up, you know? And that's kind of what I look at. Like wherever we're not free in our lives at the root of that is bondage. So what are we in bondage to? And, you know, especially in the Sikh and things like that, we're always talking about getting to the root and how do we get to the root of the issue? You know, how do we get to the root and, and see what's going on? And, and when we get to the root of things, we see that there's like a cage around our root, you know, something that's blocked us up or, or has us in bondage. And it's like, hold on, like, you know. Or we're choosing to guard it, you know, and it's, you brought up the Sikh. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about freedom from your past. Yeah. Excuse me. And that book by Jimmy Evans and uh what's her name and billington billington yes i was like willington billington Billington. rest in peace because she did the work she did the work she did a lot of hands-on work with people and really discussed like listen we can talk about our problems every day we can we can even work on securing and and cleaning up the problem but if it's a broken bone, putting a bandage over a broken bone is not going to fix the problem. It will heal wrong. Your arm, literally your leg, whatever is broken will heal the wrong place unless you put the stint in, unless you go back and break it back into place, right? And so that's painful. When we think about why we interpret our filters, our filtration system, right? Whatever we say, how we accept and receive data, or information, right? I think about like sometimes I hate texting. I literally deleted the, the messenger icon off my phone. I don't have the messenger icon on my phone because it's so easy to misinterpret tonation, intentionality, all of these things. And we are now living in a time where that's acceptable uh, form of communication, where you are questioning my my intentions, where you are. And sometimes people use that even as a defense mechanism because right. I'm not going to give you access to me. And all of these things come up and we don't take a sailor moment and say, well, why is it like this? Why, why am I like this? It's not, why did that person do it? Why did that person, why are they acting like that? If every relationship around you is dysfunctional and you're the common denominator, then it's you, right? It's not them. It's a you problem. And a lot of us have, it, pride goes before the fall, have to accept the responsibility and accountability for your own healing, for yeah. your own you, there right. is no Moses coming to get us out of Egypt this time. Right? Now you 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 stepping and crunching on toes. Listen, we don't got time to look, we got a whole hour, so we don't have time to waste. Right? I mean, <laughs> let's get to it. You know, and bringing up the book, um, that book was so life-changing. And I'm gonna drop the link to it. I mean, honestly, I might send this podcast to Jimmy Evans because he owes the seekers some um, proceeds, some royalties. Definitely, definitely uh, owes us uh, live at least. <laughs> Listen, I've seen his devotions. He's on U Vision. He got devotions on U Vision. He got devotions everywhere. The Seek literally sold out this man's book he doesn't even want to publish any more books because he wants to go back and re-edit it because of the rate that we were buying these books understand so 
freedom from your past, Jimmy Evans and Billington, go on Amazon, go on eBay, try to get this book if you can, because it is a must read if you are a believer, period, right? We know that there, in the Bible, it talks about Jesus coming back for his own. So we know everybody isn't going to want to get the book. Not everybody's going to want to do the work. Not everybody's going to go down this path with us. But if you know that there is more to life than what is what you are seeing, <laughs> there is more to this world than what you feel, then you got to get this book. You know, Ray, can you speak to that, though? Like you said, everyone's not going to want it. Like what would make someone want it and then someone not want it i mean because freedom's available to us all so yes what, what are those determining factors comfortability um a lot of people are very comfortable at the bottom <laughs> you know and, and and i say this because we're having real talk so i'm we're not even gonna talk. i'm not even gonna do this like i'm not i'm not gonna church it up for people a lot of people are comfortable at the bottom. And I say this because as a radio personality, right, I deal with underground artists. My show plays only underground and unsigned artists. It comes on every Thursday night um, on the Urban Heat Radio. Shout out to the Urban Heat bosses stand up. Um, so the Race to Grace show airs. And every, every so often, I would see, I would bump into these artists at events I would either host or be invited to. And the artist would be like, oh my gosh, Rach, I see you again. I'm going to send you the music as soon as I leave here. I never hear from him again. You're right? still waiting on it. I'm still waiting on the music, right? And so these are people with a little buzz, you know, a little camera crew, or whatever the case may be. However, then I moved to Atlanta. And then I take pictures with real celebrities. And I, I, I interview people that are really making money. And now it's like, oh, Rach, oh, here's the new pack, <laughs> right? Here is, because they feel comfortable using what they have. They feel comfortable with the knowledge that they have. And a lot of it, if you really, so once again, shout out to that book. A lot of it goes back to how you were raised and who you idolized. If you idolized your mother, or if your mother was your primary caretaker, and she was somebody who did the bare minimum, right? But expected you to be an overachiever, then that is what you are going to like receive or try to assume is love. That's how you interpret it because that's how my mother raised me. That's how my mother loved me. So now I compare every relationship to the, to the love of my mother or the absence of my father or this or that. Not, and, and once again, so, that's I feel like that's on the basic level right that's very bandage level it is because then we take the step further down it's like well I made my god my god my mom I put my mother on a pedestal my mom I put I put my father on a pedestal and I judge myself by their wants and their needs and their words and things that they spoke to me over me but I never knew that God told me he loved me and his grace was enough and his mercy. And all I needed to do was to lean on him. I didn't know that. I didn't know that God wanted me to be or, or for him to be my all for me. Yeah. 
right? And it's like, and that's not only for grownups. I grew up in church and didn't know that, right? That's not for the adults. That's from the time you are born. He wants to commune with you and, and to know you and let you know that you are his own, right? right? And so because of the lack of teaching, right? Because we can get real philosophical and historical with this and be like, well, when Christianity began, who had the Bibles? Who had, that was the priest at the Catholic church. That wasn't even the nuns. That was the one person getting up on Sunday and reading. And he probably didn't know how to read nothing else but the Bible. Right. If he did, if he didn't know how to read, right? And so the miscommunicate, the misinformation and the miscommunication of the word has been spread throughout for generations. Throughout. Throughout. So everybody don't know it unless you read it yourself. <laughs> it's kind of like the game of telephone. Like yeah. it started one way. Yeah. And then it just got passed down. And then if we're right, what you're saying, if we're adding in only one person having the knowledge and no one else really being able to read it, or if we're adding in slavery where, you know, again, one set group of people had it and did not freely give it to anyone else, this right. is where you start to see all those things stirring right up. And then we have the people outside of the game who was like, y'all are playing that white man's game. And it's like, no, Jesus came for everybody. And Come if on. you really think about it, he was black. So not, it, 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 the white people took our Jesus and made him their Jesus, but he, they, they had to teach us the word. They had to give us hope. They had to do that because God wouldn't allow us to suffer without him. He wouldn't allow us to go through without him. And so why, shoot, well, since, since we're here, thank you, Lord. I'm like, I think about Adam and Eve, yeah. right? When God said, let there be, of course, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's where the Neanderthals, we talk about evolution and all these things. That's where they came from. He didn't say, don't do it. But he didn't find anybody acceptable. He didn't find, when he created the garden, he said, I need somebody to tend to my garden. He didn't pick on somebody who was already there. He picked up dirt. What color is dirt? Looking, oh. pretty, looking pretty brown to me. I never, uh, I, I never mud seen white a little dark. I ain't never seen white, I, white sand. White sand. Not white never, dirt. I never seen white dirt. And anyway, breathed yeah. himself mm -hmm. into it, right? And breathed himself into yeah. us. And so when we think about, um, there's a scripture in Romans that says the enemy of this world has blinded the eyes of the unbelievers before we believed in God, we were unbelievers. And so he's blinded us to what? To ourselves, to our God nature, to our godlyhood, to our righteousness, to honestly, to our inheritance, right? And so we don't know. So that's why we can't walk into freedom because how can I walk in what I don't know is there? It's like the known unknown. I know I don't know anything. And, right. then, and then there's the unknown unknown because I don't even know what I don't know. And God and, wants to reveal us. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you're fine. I mean, you're just bringing up so many topics because I'm like, I'm thinking of, okay, so sometimes when we're dealing with this, we are looking for freedom to look a certain way. So, um, you mentioned, you know, that uh, the slave masters had to give us hope in that way, you know, and it's like, if we really look back and see, we always had it, 
you know, before we came to the Americas, we always had it. We were close to the creator, God, to Yahweh. We, we, we knew him, you know, so really, if they were smart, they would have been looking for that from us because we had that divine connection, you know, so, but I, I'm really just thinking about it like, man, uh, a lot of us have so much in us, but life has just come in and like just dumped stuff on us that we can't even, we can't even uproot some of that stuff. Or we can't even let the flowers bloom, you know, because everything is just right there. So I'm like, oh, shoot. Um, it's, it's, it's the process that I think people get tired of. Um, it's so funny that you said that, because as soon as you said that, I was like, it makes sense. It makes sense. Because a lot of times, what do we say? God wouldn't put more on me than I can bear. But we just learned that the powers of unforgiveness are released when we don't forgive. So God don't put more on us than we can bear, but we add <laughs> to the load when we choose to not live a holiness yeah. lifestyle, right? Like people are smoking weed. It, it is like the biggest challenge of my life. Why though? Because why is it a challenge? Like when you sit down and think about it, what is it? Is it addicted to the 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 marijuana itself or is it addicted to smoking is or it the feeling the, or the feeling or is it something is is it just a mental thing is it something that has just been rehearsed and practiced because when you think about the the brain making synapses every time somebody drinks when they're upset a, a brain connection is made that says when i'm mad drink that happens and so anytime you misuse something right because god wants us to go to him for all things and all things give thanks so anytime you're mad upset angry sad whatever give thanks first because lord i thank you that i have life i thank you that you have me i can feel feelings now i need you to help me decipher where this is coming from right and that's the process that he wants us to go and that comes with with intimacy with him yeah that that it comes from really making the choice and like i hate i don't hate i dislike using the word surrender because it's been misused so often because like people are just oh just surrender i surrender all to him i left it on the i left it on the pulpit i i gave it to god and you still nasty and you still attitude still stink and, and you would sit here and and pray cry go through all the convulsions, yelling, screaming, kick your shoes up, hit somebody in the head, all of that stuff to still be hold on, bound <laughs> to still not have let it go because you haven't made the choice for real, right? I could do it in my mind. I could say it with my mouth, but it's what I believe in my heart that is what's going to... Ray, 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 because now <laughs> there is a culture of fake freedom in and out of the church. We both grew up in the church, but we both exist in worlds and societies outside of the church. So there is a culture of fake freedom. There's a culture of uh, Zen and Nirvana. And it's not a feeling. Freedom is a lifestyle. You unburden yourself and free yourself. And when you don't have a source of freedom, there's no way that we can tap into any level of freedom. So in the church. And, 
And what makes me sick is, what makes me sick is that people in the church would look at the fake freedom and say, oh, I just wish I had that. You do. Like, you I rem- I'm telling you, I literally was talking to a young lady and she was like, I was so like, I was feeling bad because all I know how to do is fast and pray. But I feel like everybody got crystals and all this stuff. And I'm like, you don't need it. That's the point. God gave us the easy route. We don't have to do all of the extra stuff because he said, all you need is me. All you need is faith. Kill your pride. Cancel fear. Fear doesn't exist. Fear is a lie. That's what people don't want to do. It's, it's, it's a level of pride that's there, you know, and then it's like, just like unforgiveness fuels people, fear does as well. You know, it fuels you just to stay where you are. So it's, it's like, okay, I can live off my fear. Oh no, I can't step out and do that. You know? Oh no. It's like, hold on a minute. Like people don't want to make the choice and decision because the, the, the route is a little more difficult. There is a lot you have to give up and there's a, it's like a reprogramming, a mindset. You have to say, all right, I'm committing myself to be free, to living free, to existing in a free way. We're not talking about yoga and meditation. While those are important, and we talk about meditation all the time and mindfulness is Yoga right is a religion. Exactly. So now people are, people are going to yoga studios and people are rubbing crystals and opening the chakras and all of this, but the foundation that they're building on is shaky. It's non-existent. So at the drop of a hat, when something happens, all your freedom is jeopardized because of the foundation that we built it on. So it's like, wait a minute. Like, I feel like that's the first step. Getting freedom is like building a house. If your foundation is not right, then the house is going to be just in shambles. You know, the word speaks about that. A man built his house on sand and, and then another man built their house on rock. Okay, what happens when the when the waves swell? We know what's going to happen. Look, we just came out of a, not came out, excuse me. We're still in a pandemic. <laughs> still, India just got hit so bad that their healthcare system said we're done. It collapsed. It's done. Finished. It's done. It's done. Lord, help us. Help us. Lord, help. Lord, help. And this is the thing. Until we humble ourselves and pray and turn from our wicked ways, then will we hear from heaven. Then will God bless our land. We think that if we just talk about God at some award shows and live raunchy, if we're mean and we're prideful and we're full of ourselves, I mean vain, I mean vain. And you, you have mentioned something about fear. And I was talking, I was talking to my husband yesterday and I was like, how different would it be if black people would have got on the boat to Marcus Garvey? And went back to Africa? And went back to Africa. But why wouldn't we do that? Because of what? Fear. Fear. Fear of the unknown. What is in America for us? They dragged us here. And we're trying to implement this place. We're trying to make it our own. We want to be here. But this land isn't, our our hearts don't beat for this land. 
right? So how different would it have been if all of the Black people in, in the east, northeast of America just said, we're going to Africa and we'll make it work and we'll find a way. Yes, we may have to start from the bottom. Yes, we may have to learn, but that's what we did here. That's what we did here with less. That's what, with less, with lynching, with Jim Crow. Hold on, let me, let me talk low because you know I'm, I'm in Georgia. You're in Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> where all that's still going on. <laughs> where all of it, I walked into a store today and nobody had a mask on. Right. And nobody it's just and they looked at me crazy because I had one on. And I just was like, I've been sick. I got it. And I don't I don't want to feel it again. Yeah. Right. I don't I don't want to take the risk. But I'm not operating out of ignorance by choice. Choosing. So that's like hearing this podcast right now and choosing to not change your life. Choosing? Uh nah, I can't hear the word of God. And it does nothing to me. I can only count on one hand how many times I've been to a church service and really will say, I got nothing out of anything that pastor said. Because then I'll never come back. Right. Right. Now, I had told Ray that, you know, because she's in Georgia, you know, Confederate flag still swinging and flying pride. Very uh, much Flying so. proud, you know, yeah, along very with D.C. Uh, even though even though they lost the war, but that's neither here nor there. Um, and we're celebrating losers, but okay, that's that's okay. So I said, if something happens, we have a live recording, you know, of what's going on. We know that, you know, video evidence has been really um, crucial in allowing for um, justice to be served. So just in case anything happens, yes, uh, <laughs> we'll have it on. We are, we are recording. <laughs> um, and I'm just... I'm extremely grateful because I believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. Like I go yeah. nowhere in fear because I mean, my father owns all of this anyways. Where I go, I, I bring the blessings, I bring the peace. And so I've, I've only experienced racism once and it's been in Boston. And, um, you know, just certain people like pulling their bags and, you know, just the little hints of things. Where it's like, well, I can have a very educated conversation with you about how you are a Karen right now. Or I can talk about Cain and Abel and how I believe Cain's wife was the mother of all Karens. But we'll talk about that later. That's <laughs> Yeah, I'm working on that dissertation. We're, we're working out the case. Yeah, yes, however, can't wait to read it. <laughs> but it really is um, the choice to be ignorant, right? When you think about why you talked about good old Dixie, right? And uh, the Confederate flags, the, the daughters of the Confederacy, right? A group of white women, Southern white women, used their influence and their power to make sure that all of the school books that were written and produced and taught in the schools on the, bo on the bottom half of the Mason-Dixon said war of northern aggression they actually wrote the books sure they rewrote they history. produced they produced the books they they rewrote history and we're just now correcting it kind of not really not really i really feel like we're in a time of freedom i feel like every day we see something else coming out that someone has to retract do over oh I ask for forgiveness, please. Um, we didn't mean it, you know. So it just seemed like 
the, the I want to say the summer, well, it was in May when, when George Floyd was killed. Um, it just seemed like all of this stuff was unearthed and all of these Southern um, states realized just how much um, false history was in the books. And so now we're talking about generations of bondage, because that's what it is. Um, I've really been talking to my dad about this. You know, we always ask, um, what are the repercussions of slavery on black people, but what are the repercussions of slavery on white people? And living and being raised in a culture um, full of hatred, a vile hatred, you know what I mean? So that's like, ugh, that's what my interest is. But I'm like, okay, so you spoke about ignorance and ignorance is not always bliss. But when you wake up and know like, okay, there's a different path, there's somewhere else to go, people still choose the path of ignorance. People still make the choice like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm happily ignorant. I'm, I'm, I, I'm happily in my chains. I'm happily bound up, you know, because what you're saying like, all right, there should be something that sparks like, okay, I, I want to be free. I have a path to freedom. But some people are like, I'm all set. I, you know what? I've benefited from being in bondage, but think, thinking I'm free. So I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I don't, I don't really, I don't really need to go with what you're talking about because that would interrupt my whole life. <laughs> right. Exactly. When you were talking about that, I just, I thank God for TikTok one. I'll say thank God for TikTok. But I remember like right before the election occurred and these young people were really, they were going at it with their parents. Right. Yes. And I mean, this one, one young white girl, was like mom that's racist no that's racist and she's like no it's not racist how dare you call me racist I work with these people and she's like listen to how you're talking about them you know listen to you and so you see the division right and and it goes back to what I said very at the very beginning they're comfortable they're very comfortable very. and everything in life i mean if you watch the billy holiday movie on hulu i didn't watch it yet then i'm not even gonna say a spoiler but when you see i'll say this the first some of the first fbi black fbi agents their tasks were to find things to take down other black people louis armstrong billy holiday all all those people of the day they were looking at how to take those that was their job their sole purpose was to infiltrate and try to destroy any any black celebrity really i mean this right? is the government this is this is the government and the person that was over their departments became the head of the fbi and didn't retire until he was 70 right someone who was absolutely racist right Edgar Hoover, who was the president, right? J. Edgar Hoover literally was like, you know, jazz is going, jazz is the devil music. And these songs are going to stir up their civil rights movement, whatever that is, right? So this is, this is what we are fighting for, this right? Is... And we're talking about military. We're talking about people who, who have fought Black people. I'm going to pick up a Black military, a major right now right who was still left out in the dust and have to call somebody to try to get accommodations because y'all told us to leave All right and 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 it's the little things it's the little things like massachusetts being one of seven states that still has the at will law 
so they can release you from a job at will. And any um, any uh, business opening in the state of Massachusetts can choose to, to abide by this law and write it into their policy. Why would you do that? Why, why would that be okay with somewhere where a one-bedroom apartment is $1,600? Oh. I, I don't understand. And so it's like choosing to say, see that, to see the discrepancies, to see the contradiction, to see the hypocrisy and say, God, there has to be something different. And I know that I cannot find it in this world. Right. And if, if it's here, only God can reveal it to me and reveal it to me on how to access and what to do to get there. But you got to get to a place within yourself to where you're asking and you're done looking within yourself. If you, you only come, if you're done with it, with looking for, within looking for yourself, man, cause I'm not, you don't have the answers. You have everything you need within you to succeed, but you don't have the answers to win. You don't have the strategy. You don't have the right. battle plans. That's God, right? He's just going to tell you where to go. He sends his Holy Spirit to direct us, right? But we, we're out of control. Literally, we are out of control. Yeah. And so accepting that would be step one, <laughs> or step two, rather. S step two, because you got to identify, and then you got to make that choice. And that's the process. I think, I think that's the most difficult thing. I think we are taught in our society like you have to be so strong and self-sufficient and pull yourself up by your bootstraps, you know. And then I'm always asking, well, what if you didn't get boots? Like, you know, what if you didn't get boots? What if I got sandals? What if I was what if I'm barefoot? What am I pulling myself up by? You know, so it's like, come on, what are we what are we talking about here? And then, you know, we we don't want to go through the process, so we will go to other means to get freedom. We will go and visit psychics and all that. We will do all that because we are desperately looking for freedom and we're desperately looking to be released from the things that like haunt us. But we don't want to acknowledge that we cannot do it ourselves. And we don't want to acknowledge that there is a higher, a higher power. Uh, there is something above us. You know, we live in such a proud society. And it's like, once we are able just to humble ourselves and say, I want to be free, I acknowledge and identify that there's something going on. And then we do have to make a choice. It's like a fork in the road. Like, okay, do you, do you want to choose the path of freedom or do you want to stay bound up? Everyone makes a decision. You know, as soon as you see the path. There is no, my mom always told me, shout out to Pastor Jillian. You know, there's no gray area in God. Mm -hmm. it's, he's very black and white. And so as you said, oh my goodness, that is confirmation because I said those exact words yesterday like everybody has a, a, a time when they choose you choose how you're gonna live <clears throat> somebody's gonna come to you and be like man you should really pray and you have the option to either close your eyes and pray or call that psychic right as we said or or do whatever flip some cards over see i mean i shuffle uno cards all the time it's well, is, just is your draw four speaking to you what's it saying it said reverse back to me oh okay okay so now i gotta pick a four because i gotta right. I, it just it, whatever so right because it's all up to interpretation and all of these these spiritualists i'm not a spiritualist 
I am a being that serves God, right? And as someone who has identified as someone who serves God, I read his Bible. I understand that through the blood of Jesus Christ, I can get eternal life. What's the opposite of eternal life? Is that eternal death? Is that eternal? Is that, is that after, after Jesus comes that then, then hell will go into the lake of fire? Then after? Yeah. There's an after. I, I can't, I don't want to take the risk. No risk. I, I would rather not take the risk. It's What's the difference? And, and I tell, and I always talk to these people because my heart is always open, right? And I tell these people, you know, why I choose not to identify myself as a daughter of Oshawa, who all these people, you can, we, you can talk to spirits, you can get access to the spiritual realm, all of these things, astral projection. I'm sure you can, you literally physically can do all of these Anyone. things, sure. anything you want, anything you put your mind to. But if you're not going through the blood of Jesus Christ, you have illegal access and you are not, there's no if, there, there's no possibility. You are not being led through a, a source or a power that can completely protect you. And that has your best interest in mind. I watched a couple years, well, not a couple years, maybe like six or seven years ago, I was watching this um, show and it was talking about all that, you know, and I feel like you and I, we're into all that, like, you know, just the spiritual world is huge, you know, and it's not some spooky thing that you have to be afraid of, because if you enter in, in Christ, if you enter in with God, then it's like, he'll reveal all the mysteries, we don't have to go to anyone else, but I was watching this show, and this guy was like, be careful of like going to psychics and tarot card readers. He said, because they are controlled by a spirit that does not have your best interests in mind. The enemy wishes to, to bind us up and, 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 you know, grab us up and things like that. And so steal, kill, destroy, and destroy. period. Those are his main things to do that. And that's it. So it's like, we have to be so careful and we have to weigh the options. Is it worth more bondage? In the path to freedom, is it worth more bondage? Or do you want to go through a little bit and really get free? You know, even, even referencing back the book, it's like taking responsibility for our own path of freedom. We can't blame our parents. We, we can't blame our siblings or anyone who did something to us. And not to discredit what's happened if we were violated. If something happened, no discredit to it. We have to look at our path in our freedom. Are we going to hold on to things and let it literally drain us? Or are we going to release it and let it go so we can keep moving? That's the real thing. It's like, that's the choice. Are you going to keep it or are you going to let it go? It's funny that you said that because um, when I was probably about like 11, 12, my mom hit me with the, listen, you're past the age of accountability. Like you need to start, <laughs> you need to start praying for yourself. And I was like, huh? <laughs> like, what do you mean? And she was like, when you were a child, when you were a baby, I was accountable to God for you, for your actions, for things that you did. But now that you have awakened in your consciousness, and we're talking about the preteen, you have a responsibility to get to know God for yourself. Here's the Bibles, here's the videos. Here's the veggie tales, whatever you need to do, but you need to start getting to know God 
for yourself. And I struggled with that for about 10 years. Mm. <laughs> for about 10 years, you know, trying to identify, identify what it looked like and what it meant to know God for myself just to get to a point to understand oh to get to know god means i will never know god but it's a it's a seek it's a lifelong come, seek come on to go to look for god to to find him why god's not going to talk to me like he did moses in a burning bush i can't expect him to say god light this bush on fire and talk to me that's not how this world no, works no god has gotten really quiet and so when we saw like and you see where it happened in the Bible, where he went from being that cloud by day and pillar of fire by night to being the small, still whisper, to coming and getting it and uh, talking to Elijah and hiding the prophets. So why, why we, I think, why we get stuck on this in the spiritualism and, and access is because that's, that's our calling, right? Yeah. We have, that's our gift. That's what we're supposed to do. And so it's like, we, we understand what we are capable of. Sure. Because you don't know what you can't see. Everybody's always looking for a, a vision or a testimony. I implore you to look up the Seek Inc. or Minister Jillian on YouTube and watch Thankful Thursdays. Listen. And just listen to the testimonies because he's doing it even now, right? But it's because a group of people made a choice to choose to say, I know nothing. And the power is not in me. Right. I have no power. Any power that I, anything that I do, I do because I am within my father. I am one with my father. He gave me the ability to do so. I just followed his instruction. That's right. And that only comes with intimacy with him. And my grandmother says, into me, I see. When she says that, she's like, <laughs> Mother Nesbitt? I mean, it's so profound, you know, because there is just that level of intimacy that we have with God. And I'm just a firm believer that there is no freedom outside of God. You know, so for anyone who, who doesn't believe in God or doesn't subscribe to, you know, that there's a higher power, there is no way we have got to stop kind of sugarcoating and pacifying. I'm really big on inclusivity and allowing people to express themselves the way they need to. We're in an hour though that like people are dropping like flies. The pandemic wiped out so many people. You know, it was a plague. It wiped out so many people. So we don't have time to be like, um, you know, maybe if you want to listen, there is no freedom outside of God. It's just a reality that we have to face. So if we want true freedom in this world, in this time, if we want to be in a place of peace and are able to like, oh my gosh, rest in the middle of chaos, rest in the middle of, you know, financial strife, children dying, um, you know, just recklessness going on. There is a level of freedom that is like, all right, I have to accept this way. And when we say no to that, we, we reject our peace. <laughs> we reject our security. We reject, you know, our ability to exist in a chaotic world, but we can have the peace inside of us. And, and don't get me wrong. I believe in the universe too. <laughs> I believe that the universe was a created thing. Absolutely. When God said, let there be, he, they, he created the universe in the multiverse and the multiverse and the multiverse and the multiverse. And Look, but I believe in 
the power that created the universe. <laughs> and it's the difference. I don't pray to the universe. The universe will align things to me. No, it's the power that created the universe and keeps this universe from colliding with the next. Exactly. At the same time. Right. <laughs> like at the same time while we're figuring it out. And so it's, this is what hurts God's heart. When I think about what the children of Israel did all those times, every time they went into a society and, um, what uh, not like not accepted their, their adopted their culture yeah. and took on their norms and started worshiping their gods how hurt was god's heart when yeah. he says every time i'm telling you i delivered you from this do this so you'll never forget do this so when you're when you bring your children here they can remember where i brought you from where i did this for you and we forgot the traditions and we forget the traditions and we forget the traditions and then lord we forget what god did for us last year and we stop thanking him for what what he did for us 10 years ago because oh, well you know that was 10 years ago but if god did it before he can do it again Absolutely. and if he, if he chooses not to why would he choose not to and if you don't know why he would choose not to have you read your word what's your bible time like what's your prayer time like are are you writing are you journaling are you are you ensuring that your relationship with God is first? Are you tithing your life? Are you giving 10% 10, 10 of your life to God? That's a genuine question that yeah. a lot of Christians don't want to hear. And I, I, I am the one to say, I'm sorry, pastor, but you're bugging right now. <laughs> that train of thought is so wrong that's yeah. not where'd that come from that's in the flesh <laughs> that's in your you're not operating where'd that come from yeah where identify it right i don't care about your title i don't care about you i care about what what did god call you or and are you living that purpose-driven life are you living what god told you you are and if you're not if you're doing something opposite then you're being disobedient Eesh. by choice. It's, it's difficult. It's difficult. And I feel, I genuinely feel bad because there are many people who will hear something like this and just talk about it and just talk about it and not implement something because they're comfortable. And because I go to church every Sunday my pastor loved me. I love my pastor. I give all my I give all my money. Yeah. To the pastor. All I'm good. All, all my time, all, all my, my resources, time. but I'm still in bondage. So now we're at a crossroads. <laughs> this right here, we're at a crossroads where we have the choice to say, do I want to experience real freedom? Because yeah. it's outside of the church building. It's outside of our jobs, outside of our families, our kids, our careers, our goals, our dreams. Do we want to experience that real freedom? And if the answer is yes, then there is a process that we have to take. It's all a journey. And it's amazing when you can find people to go along the journey with you. I think that's the most beautiful thing, or one of the most beautiful things, because it's like we're not stumbling around in the dark on our own. You know, we're connected to God, and then He connects us to those who speak to us the way we need to be spoken to. And and help us to like break out of that. I, I need someone to be like, all right, like that, 
don't if you come talking sweet to me i'm like uh, i can't really hear you because i need it to be said in a way that cuts through my own stuff you know that cuts through my own walls that i've put up that cuts through my own fear my own procrastination and mediocrity and i need someone to be like that I, you know so we have to be around people who allow us to be ourselves right and then they we trust them enough to know that if they're talking to me like this they know this is how i need to hear it and i'm going to accept this and i'm going to humble myself and say okay i need to hear it like this i'm like all right cool no problem that, that's that's no issue that's what true freedom is where we don't have to put on a mask anymore you know forget the mask that we're forced to wear outside people were wearing masks way before the pandemic <laughs> had them on Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. And even as you said, like it, it is a blessing when you have people around you to to help guide you and to speak life into you. But a lot of the process is done by yourself. A lot of a lot it of is. the pro a lot of the process is being up two three in the morning and being like, why can't I go to sleep? And choosing to not scroll through your Instagram or to shop on Amazon or to like that spliff drink that drink go sure. out whatever sure. right and it's like I'm, I'm not gonna act like it's not real i live in georgia all they got here is clubs and strip clubs and hookah bars and every daggone every restaurant is is pretty much a, a hookah bar right so it's easy to conform and but it makes you stand out so much more where you can enter into those places and be like nah i'm good i'm, I'm good i'm good like and and i'm still able to enjoy myself and i'm still able so you still enjoy my company the people around me i still bring love and light and i'm not uh harshening anyone's mellow because <laughs> because i'm on my own spiritual high i got i got something that no man can take away from me and that's peace peace and, and, and it's funny because so many people ask me like dang rachel every time i see you you're elevating every time i see you you're talking about you know love and light and you're smiling and you're laughing yes. and i was like because i live it it's in me because it's it it's i i've accepted it i opened my heart to it i've cried for this i was tired of feeling bad all the time and why 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 wouldn't we talk about it like oh no how are you sister oh i'm blessed and highly favored how where's the blessing but you're screaming on the inside die dying on the inside die begging for someone to see through your lies Girl, huh? Girl, girl. <laughs> enough, enough. Lord, help us. Help we're free. Us. We're, yes. we're released from those bonds. That is such a statement that is a bondage. It's supposed to be one of freedom, blessed and highly favored. I mean, who wouldn't want to be blessed and highly favored? But because we're saying it in a way that's like, I need to say this so that they don't know what's really going on. But then the main thing is, too, you can't hide the truth from those who can see. So while you're saying blessed and highly favored, I and others who are like able to like really get into stuff, we're looking right around you like, okay, I see this. I see the depression, anxiety. I see the stress. I see the addiction. I, so, so stop it. There's a reason why I asked. <laughs> There's a reason why I asked you. If There's a reason why question, I said, come here. Give me a hug. Give me a right, hug. Right. <laughs> they break down. Why? Why did you lie? Who told you that that was okay? Who told you that that was acceptable? We standing on holy ground. We, 
we we're standing in the church we're on holy ground we are here and you are hurting and you for for whatever reason feel like this is not the hospital like god like god isn't mobile like god can't come to you where you are like he won't leave the 99 to find the one and then celebrate all of heaven celebrates when one decides to turn back to christ to what you really know is true yeah it's a choice it's a choice you know it's a decision and it's like you know when you mentioned holy ground when moses saw the burning bush he wasn't in the temple <laughs> he, he he wasn't in the temple he was it seemed like he was like in a little cave you know what i'm saying he was, he was in a little cave or something he was walking right. up a mountain oh he was, in, he was in the streets i mean he, so it's like <laughs> Freedom isn't just found in the church. We we have we have really come to that like oh no no we you do go but the pandemic really showed us. I'm grateful for it and rest in peace to everyone who was who passed and was affected by it. But the pandemic really gave us a level of freedom because we didn't have to go to the building to experience the presence of God and worship and praise. And and for those who don't go to church or don't believe in God there was a time of rest and relaxation and being with our families, our friends and paying attention to our own bodies. There was freedom all around, no matter what we believe, no matter what we say is this, that, and the third, everyone got that level of freedom. And it comes just from us needing that rest. Like we run and go and da, 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 da. And it's like, chill out, pump the brakes, like pump the brakes. It's crazy <laughs> that you said it because I, something i i really love saying this to people because it makes them like shut up but i be like man if god's always talking why you can't hear him why <laughs> why why can't you hear him if he's always talking and it's like what you feel like what you think you hear god's voice i know i hear god's voice often because i look for it and i always Lord, should I pull over? What gas station should I go to? I'm I'm always having a constant conversation with God. I pulled up right here, and I've been here ever since, right? Because right. even even as little as like, Lord, thank you for putting the clouds over here because you knew I was hot and thank I was you, burning Lord. up. Thank Ooh. you, Lord, for this big old cloud coming. Oh God! It's the acknowledgement. And I was I was talking to my husband the other day because I'm like man you we talk about love and i love god god knows my heart but what is love without acknowledgement what is love without acknowledgement my god how, how can you love me and you don't talk about me oh what you think think about a relationship like okay you don't have to post me on social media but i mean it'd be nice a picture here or there you know or a, a status change you know so people know that there's a little something different about you yeah why why is it that it's like on the down low even in high school I, I I felt like I had those issues because like the kids I would get in trouble with the kids that I would argue with the kids they were other PKs they were other church kids yeah and so when I found I'm like I was like, the enemy really tried to get us to fight each other because if we got together and actually started praying in this church, in Yo, this school, if we actually got together and started and started moving and shaking things in this school, imagine, right? Imagine. 
However, like the outside forces, there weren't enough people that were Christian empowered enough to help us establish ourselves or to see us and say, I'm going to protect this, right? Which is why I feel like we are how we are now because we were like the generation that didn't really have like youth leaders for real. Like we did, but they were focused on whatever they were focused on. Mm-hmm. So we got a distorted version of Christ because we, we weren't really shown Bible, like actual factual Bible. Like if people thought about Old Testament church, let's talk about the priests, the, the temple tents and how the priests had to put on bells and, and the garments and all of these things and why they had bells on their feet is because if they were unrighteous in any way they would drop dead entering into the presence of god laid out but when they walked in and the the helpers would have to pull their body out because they couldn't even go in the helpers couldn't even go in because right it was the priest assigned only the priest assigned for that specific time to go in. And you know, right when you're talking, Ray, that's how we are in the spirit. So we enter into the presence of God, unrighteous, and our spirits are dead. And we don't, we don't even let people know that we're going through. So we don't even have people who can pull us out. We are dead in the presence of God. We don't wear bells. We didn't put the bells on because we don't want anyone to know what we were going through. We're so bound up. We have all this bondage. We enter into the presence of God anyway demanding and and requesting this and treating them like a genie and we are dead we drop dead in the spirit right there laid out oh girl you preaching because we was dead before we even got there dead. we were we were dead when the powers of unforgiveness every grudge and every incident that we didn't forgive in our life blocked our prayers at the ceiling enter into the presence of god how about you watching everybody else in the church go through it you hit sit here crying out you trying to feel something and lord and i, I want to feel anything and nothing in the pulpit in the usher's uniform over the youth sundays at the cameras dead dead playing music playing the instruments Sing it. Leading worship. Leading worship. Let's talk about it. Preaching. Preaching. Teaching. Whatever. There. And, and we aren't even talking about outside. We're talking. We. I, I guess this one. You can label this. Uh. This. This podcast for the church folks. Yeah. And this <laughs> is this is part one. This is definitely part one. Definitely part one. Definitely part one. You know, but we are wrapping up to the end. Ray, I love you something fierce. I love, I love you your, too, baby. I love your mind. I love where you go. I, I do. You, you have such an amazing presence about you. I am so grateful, you know, that you grace the Freedom Cast with your presence. Um, I did ask, you know, that you just give some affirmations or like an affirmation um, in phrases or like a theme, just so that we end off, you know, with an affirmation about freedom or, you know, whatever God gives you to just say 
um, as we close out, you know, so that at the end of this podcast, we are left off with just an amazing um, way to affirm ourselves. Well, Stephanie, first of all, thank you. Thank you for asking me to be here um, and to be a part of this Freedom Crash. I love y'all. You know, make sure y'all subscribe. Listen to every single podcast. Tell your friends. Share it, share it, share it, share it, share it. Um, and the one, the one affirmation I will leave you with is, and, and I received it as you was asking me, I am magnificent. I am magnificent. Um, because you will believe you will be everything you say you are and everything more. So we're not speaking negatively over ourselves. Even if you listen to this podcast and you you feel the conviction, because I feel the conviction. I got a little cringe in my stomach where it's like, all right, Rachel, you know, we gotta we have to tighten up. I'm still magnificent. My God. I am everything that God says I am and nothing less. I am what he sees and I will fulfill my destiny. So if I leave you with nothing else, be magnificent. <laughs> That's it. Be magnificent. So let's go and be free. Thank you for tuning in. We will be back with more. Love you, love you, love you. Let's live a life of freedom. It's the freedom cash, freedom cash, freedom cash. It's the freedom cash, freedom cash, freedom cash. It's the freedom cash, yeah, yeah. So be free, be free. So be free, be free. Free, we free, we free, freedom.